Hello, and welcome to the Development Debrief with Katherine Van Sickle, the stories-based podcast that interviews donors, thought leaders, and professionals in the field of fundraising. Catherine, you cannot plan your life. You cannot know what is ahead for you. And you have to let go of doing what you are supposed to do for others and for yourself in order to determine what could be possible for you. What if I told you you can't plan your life, but you can make small moves each day to ensure a strong, healthy, and authentic path? What if I told you that letting go is actually the way to realize your dreams? Seems counterintuitive, right? Well, this is not my message, but it's one that I believe in deeply, and it's delivered by today's guest, Shauna Hawking. This episode is close to my heart as it marks the launch of a dear friend, Shauna's book, One Bold Move a Day. Shauna has been working tirelessly on this book, and it shows as it has gained early praise from Adam Grant and several other influential leaders. This conversation gives a sneak peek into the book and shares the story of Shauna's writing process, as well as more about her career and her decision to go out on her own and create her own business. We talk light topics such as momentum building, dreams realized, and lifestyle decisions. Shauna A. Hawking is a leadership consultant, philanthropic advisor, and keynote speaker with 20 years of experience raising hundreds of millions of dollars and leading large teams at organizations such as the Wharton School of the University of Pennsylvania, Children's Hospital of Philadelphia, University of Alabama, and Duke University. Her clients include universities, national nonprofit organizations, global businesses, and family foundations. Her articles have been published in the Harvard Business Review, Fast Company, Huffington Post, Motherly, and Forbes. Her expertise has been featured in Entrepreneur, Chicago Tribune, Today.com, Insider, The Muse, American Express Business Insights, and Thrive Global, among others. Let's get started and learn more about Shauna. Shauna Hawking, welcome back on this special day. It is book launch day. How do you feel? I'm really excited to be together with you. And it is a surreal moment in my life and my professional career. Uh, It's special to be celebrating this together. This book has been a long time coming. It's been available for pre-sales and now it's out. Tell us what the process was like writing this and getting it out into the world. Uh, This is a dream that I've had for a very long time to um, help uplift others through writing. And I kind of put it on the shelf and, you know, did life as we do. Uh, In 2018, I decided I wanted to start writing again. And so I did. I wrote um, weekends and nights and early mornings, vacations and plane flights, What you know, ended up being about 40,000 words that I hoped would eventually become a book. And I started pitching it to um, agents in end of 2019 and beginning of 2020. And I was the, that time in the world was the beginning of what we now know to be the pandemic. And I was um, rejected from every agent that I submitted to. It wasn't the right time. It wasn't the right message. You know, all the things that we hear with rejections. And the last rejection I got was right when we all kind of started working from home in this unknown world. So I put the the project on the shelf again and just tried to survive and thrive in the unknown. But, you know, the thing about dreams is that they 
they don't go away. They just show up differently. So later on in 2020, I started writing again and pitching again. And eventually that's what led me to my book deal and the book that I hope is now in everyone's hands or yeah. will be soon. And then the, the writing, it was a lot of reflection and research and frustration and joy all wrapped up sometimes in the same day. And it, it sounds like taking those moments each day were in some ways your one bold move a day of just chipping away at this goal and this dream that you had. Is that absolutely? Yeah. I love the way you said that Catherine, because the thing about making bold moves is that it's not always like you make the bold move that day and it's done that there are pieces of things that we are working toward all the time. And so when we show up for ourselves in whatever that bold move is for the day, just showing up for yourself sometimes is the bold move. And then saying, I have the ability to do something that other people may think is not possible, that sometimes I think is not possible, was yet another bold move. And then sharing of yourself is vulnerable and scary at times. And so continuously believing that this was the best way that I could serve other people um, and doing it anyway. And to the point of growing off of each step, if people who are listening have been following you over the last few years, they've noticed that you've done various different forms of this. One of them was last January, which I participated in, which was encouraging people to do little activities each day at the beginning of the year. Can you talk a little bit about that? Sure. So that was the um, lead from where you are challenge. And this idea that um, we, you know, we have to intentionally make these actions to move forward, learn and grow, and that we don't do any of this alone. The beauty of doing that challenge was that there was a community of people who were also doing it with you. And I think that that's important to feel that support from other people, even if they're not physically next to you. And, you know, writing and sharing on LinkedIn, on my blog, on my podcast, the challenge, these are all pieces of building what eventually became the book. You've broken out these bold moves into mindsets. Can you talk us through the four mindsets and how that fits into the larger picture? Yeah, so the, the four mindsets to me are what is the foundation of making your bold move mindset to help support you in making your bold moves. And the four mindsets that I've identified are the gratitude mindset, the and mindset, the happiness mindset, and the progress mindset. So I'll just give you a quick overview of what those are. The gratitude mindset is um, helping to keep you present in the moment by being conscious and aware of the things that are good in your life, that by, by being um, focused on what those are, you are more appreciative and you are um, more conscious in your daily life. The and mindset is accepting that the both and of the moment we're in. And this came to me most certainly during the pandemic because it was a really hard time. It's still a really hard time. And yet there were beautiful moments. And this idea that you can find joy, even in challenge, and that you can be grateful and still be ambitious in your career, that there are two seemingly competing truths that can um, you can hold and that they don't compete as much as you think they do if you're willing to, to uh, understand how they can interface with each other. I love the happiness, <laughs> the, the happiness mindset. You know, this comes from this sense that like, if I reach this goal, then I will be happy. And then we're just delaying our happiness. It's just never possible. Or we get there and we're so busy going to the next thing 
that we forget to say, look how much I've accomplished. And so the, the happiness mindset is finding joy in the journey and that you believe that you have the ability to influence things around you and see through ambiguity and obstacles. And that when you do that, you will be successful and happy. And then the progress mindset is um, celebrating how far you've come in every step. This gives you the permission to say uh, that things don't always go as hoped or planned and that there is still learning and I still made progress and that I can celebrate that as much as I can any outcome. When I think about what I've learned from you in this concept of one bold move a day, I mean, I, people may know this if they've been listening for a while, but I have fully bought into this. I you know, purchased one of your iPhone covers that said, be yourself boldly that I it eventually cracked, but I had on my phone for a very long time. And I've tried to practice this myself. It is so helpful to be thinking about these little steps. You don't necessarily see the win right away, but eventually you do. And I think that you reference in the book that it's a lifelong process. And I just would love to hear your thoughts on how we can, it's basically a, a way of living. It's a way, it's a, it's a mindset. Um, talk to us about that. Yeah, it is absolutely a way of living. It is a, it is an intentional, meaningful action that we make in every moment in every day, in every day. I love seeing how you live it so fully. Uh, this approach has helped me personally and professionally because when I am in that, uh, in that moment where you know, the door is open, you have that choice in that split second. Do I walk through this door or do I stay where it feels safe? And this is the reminder to make the bold move, to move forward. And it is also the reminder that you create these opportunities for yourself. You're not always waiting for them to happen for you. You are raising your hand in the meeting and sharing an opinion that maybe others might disagree with, or you are asking your boss uh, for something that you need, professional development or promotion or a raise. And you are uh, reaching out to a friend to care for them. You know, picking up the phone sometimes can be a bold move to say, I care about you. I see you. I value you. And I wanted you to know. And that to me, it is the approach that is both personal and professional. And um, this isn't, this isn't just about your career. It's about how you live your life. And how do you think this work relates to momentum building? Because you don't necessarily use that word, but that's kind of the way I think about it. Well, every day that you put yourself out there and follow through, you make your bold move, um, you gain learning and or confidence or both. And you are thinking, okay, I can do this again. Mm -hmm. And I can invite others to do this with me. And I think that's probably how I interpret momentum building is that you are you are gaining and learning and moving forward and you believe then that you can do it again. And to put on the fundraiser hat for a second, that's the way I think about pipeline building and just activity in general, that it's it's a daily choice. And I feel so strongly about that. I think that's why this has felt very natural to me to take on this one bold move a day ideology. As a fundraiser, for sure. I mean, I am also a fundraiser <laughs> and you know, we, we, as fundraisers, we have to make the bold move to send the email, to pick up the phone, to go to the visit, to make the ask, to say, thank you. And it doesn't always go the way that we've hoped or planned. And if we get so dejected by that, then we're not able to keep moving forward. And the mission is too important. The work is too important. 
our why is too important. And so we use that as our motivator instead to say, okay, I learned from this. What can I do differently? And who can I bring along with me on this journey so that it's uh, a bit more joyful too? And this book was written by a woman for women, but it's not just for women. How do you think about that? Yes, that's exactly how I talk about it, that growing up in this field and and living you know, as a working woman, as a working mother, I think that there are unique challenges for women. And I wanted to support women. It didn't have to be as hard as it was for me. I, mm-hmm. I wanted to create a roadmap I wish had been there for me, mm-hmm. that the advice that could could have supported me and maybe just made things a little bit more supportive and comfortable. And so I have a special intention of uh, supporting women in this field. And saying that you want to help women thrive at work, it doesn't mean that you don't want everyone to thrive at work. Because when there is joy and success for for one person, then there's joy and success for everyone. We rise together. And uh, we need men to stand with us, to support us, to sponsor us. And I think that there is as much that can be gained from anyone reading this book with the interest in trying out this approach to see how it works for them. So there's the and mindset in living color right there. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, at least I do walk the walk and talk the talk, right? (laughs) Yes. So I know that compensation was one of the things in your journey that that could have been, that you wish hadn't been so hard. Um, And you talk about that a lot, you know, moving forward, growing. Um, What are other things that you hope women will improve upon or be made easier for them after reading this book and applying the methodology? Well, I, I do hope that it will help them professionally in whatever is important to them. So there are sections of the book about how to talk about your accomplishments at work, which is cringe for most people. And yet so important, you are your own best career advocate. So there's important uh, advice in the book about how to do that. There's advice about um, how to make better decisions so that we don't freeze, that we keep moving forward. And there is sections about how to be the best boss you can be, you know, because there is, there is this moment where we go from being this individual rock star fundraiser to manager. And then we're like, oh my gosh, everything that made me successful up until this point is not going to be what I need to know in order to lead people. It's going to make me a great fundraiser, but it's different as a leader. And so I wanted to be able to support people in that aspect of their lives too, as leaders, as individual performers. And then in what's important to you outside of work, because I think that this pandemic taught all of us that we are more than our jobs and more than our titles mm-hmm. and that we have to invest in ourselves personally as well. Speaking of investing in yourself personally, how are you celebrating today? The <laughs> well, I am honoring how far I've come and I am honoring that I have learned so much and that this is not necessarily how I thought everything was going to work out. And that is really important to remember that and celebrating with people who made this possible with me, you know, you, you, my, my family, Um, my close friends, my mentors, I mean, I owe so much to them and I'm joyfully giving to others what I feel has been invested in me. And I really want to highlight, you said this, but I want to say it again. You had a lot of rejection. Mm -hmm. I think people Mm -hmm. forget that you had, you got a lot of no's before you made it to this moment. Oh my gosh. I got rejected from a hundred jobs my senior year (laughs) of college 
because this mindset that you have to know how to be a major gift officer, even if you've never been able to do it before, um, it held me back from doing the career that was my calling and my passion. So my rejection started a long, long time ago, and I could have obviously let it dissuade me from doing what I felt was my calling. And instead I let it make me stronger. And I found ways to work through the obstacles. And I think that that's important for every fundraiser to just keep working through those rejections. They're not going to stop. I still get rejected today. It's not like it automatically stops just because I have a book. It's just that if you are willing to put yourself out there for the things that are important to you and that you aspire to be and who you want to become, then that's just part of the process. Well, this is so exciting and I'll share at the end how to get the book if you don't have it yet, but I want to rewind, go back in time to when we last saw you, because people may or may not know this is Shauna's second episode on the development debrief. The last time you were with us, Shauna, you were in a vastly different place. You were working as a fundraiser day to day at Children's Hospital of Philadelphia You were actively investing in your side career, but it was a side career and it no longer is. So much has changed. Talk to us about that. I mean, I don't, I feel like we can't move forward without addressing this massive shift that you made that brought you to the point of this book. For me, (laughs) what I have loved about this journey is that I am taking everything I ever learned as a fundraiser, as a team leader. And I am now bringing it to more organizations and to support more leaders. And I didn't plan to go out on my own in business. I, I worked my way up to the corner office as a senior VP. I was supposed to you know, eventually become the vice president of development. Isn't that where we're all supposed to be working toward? And then I got to that moment. And um, you know, I, I think the pandemic changed, changed me. It changed many of us. And I felt this new calling to support as many organizations and leaders as I possibly could. I felt like we needed to know that we were not alone and that there were different ways to do things and that we could create our own new vision of what leadership looked like. And so I made the leap. I started my own business full-time and have been dedicating much of my energy to the book. Um, That is also a full-time job. I have loved working with many different organizations uh, and important missions and also families to help them strategically and meaningfully give money away. Because I feel like that is another way that I can help repair the world. And when you say you're working with organizations, that's through consulting? Yes, so my firm works with nonprofit organizations, universities, and families in uh, strategic philanthropy. One of the things you had done as you built your side career was really building a community and a following. Do you think that was necessary to making this shift? Well, I don't think we do anything good by ourselves. So, you know, the very first time I ever posted on LinkedIn, I was so nervous. And this is like many years ago, back when like, you know, people were still just posting articles and I I wrote, (laughs) it's really scary to put yourself out there. And when people said, thank you, this is what I needed today. It was the reminder that when you share of yourself that you can support other people. And though my goal wasn't necessarily at the beginning to create a community, I wanted to support other people. And then by virtue of doing that, people want to do it together with you. And so, yes, this, this, this one bold move a day community 
is why I do all of this. It's you, everybody, you know, this is why I do this work. It's why I show up every day. It's why I say things that sometimes feel scary um, because I want other people to feel like they can say that, talk about it and ask about it too. I love the idea that you wanted to support a lot of different organizations and have more of a broad impact of more of a broad experience, but we can't forget that you've had very significant experiences at the Wharton School, Duke, University of Alabama, and as I mentioned, the Children's Hospital of Philadelphia. How did those experiences help develop this strategy and this community? I mean, you, you talk about doing it, but I really want to hear the thought process and I want to hear the the day-to-day that you've maybe consciously or unconsciously applied. You talked about the organizations I worked for. I had the joy and honor and privilege for 20 years working in my dream career at some of the very best fundraising organizations in the world, raising hundreds of millions of dollars and leading the most amazing people that I've ever worked with. I learned who I wanted to become. I learned what I wanted to know more about in the world. I learned sometimes what I didn't want to do as a leader or as a fundraiser, but I am who I am because of the experiences that I've had. And I aspire to always work at the very large, complex, messy, and beautiful organizations, like the biggest in the world, because I wanted to be able to make the biggest mark that I could. And I, and I knew that I would learn every day. And that was the joy of doing this work. And that's what I'm still doing. I just get to work with so many more organizations than I probably would have ever done before, but everything that I did up until this point, every ask I made, every uh, case seminar I went to, every colleague I met, and this wonderful profession contributed to the learning that I hope to share with others. So as you're building, 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 taking each piece each day, figuring out what you want, building the audiences, the communities, you, you know, you referenced the pandemic, you made a decision, you hit a crossroad and you decided to resign and you decided to follow your dream. What was the hardest part of that? You spend your whole life thinking that you have this goal, this thing that you're going to be working toward. And, you know, I I turned in my first draft of my manuscript the day that I resigned from my job. And it was a really significant moment for me. It was this turning point. You know, people said to me, Shauna, you're, you're such a good fundraiser. You're, you're a wonderful leader. You love doing this why are you walking away from all of this? And I think that that was the misunderstanding people had. I didn't walk away from anything. I took everything that I learned with me and I walked towards something new. And I truly believe that you can leave something you love in order to grow. And that, that was this moment for me was that I felt the same calling that I felt to be in development at age 18, which is often unheard of. I, I felt a new calling to, to take all of this and, and share it with others in a broader and new way. And, but it, it's all the things that I already have done. I'm just leveraging those experiences into something new. The, the hardest thing though, Catherine, was that I had to let go of what I thought I was supposed to do mm-hmm. to do something that I felt called to do. And I think so many of us as fundraisers we hear these voices about what we think we should pursue, but it's scary. And so we don't listen to our own inner voice. 
was the decision to build your own business the boldest thing you've ever done? Well, I mean, it's certainly one of them. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you, you take this leap and you you go from, you know, working for a brand and a mission and a consistent paycheck. And you say, I'm now going to do all of that for myself. And, you know, I have a family, I have responsibilities, I have a life that I, you know, want to live. And I deeply believe in the ability that I have to help as many fundraisers and leaders and organizations to be the best versions of themselves, to fulfill their potential. And that belief was bigger than the fear but I have made many, many bold moves and that I hope is just one of them. I think we should continually aspire to make bold moves rather than relying on, on one while recognizing that there can be really big ones too. And as you were preparing for this, did you share it with friends and mentors? And I'm so curious about that. You know, did you let other people in on this or did you just keep it to yourself and make the choice because I, you alluded to the fact that you got some different feedback. Some people didn't understand. How did you um, refine the noise around you? I think people would be interested in hearing that. I am a big believer in, you know, that you can learn from other people and that you should trust your own instincts. I have always been guided by my intuition. Mm -hmm. Data is great. Data can tell you what has happened in the past. Data can help you predict the future, but data is not what guides my day-to-day -day because mm -hmm. there is a human element that cannot be replaced. And so I made the choice to not openly discuss this with other people because I didn't need to be dissuaded. I didn't need their permission. I spent so much of my early career wanting people to give me permission to do what I felt was right for myself. I didn't need that the same way. And so even from my my family, you know, I talked about this openly with my son and I asked for his advice and input. And I think that that was a beautiful thing to do. And obviously my husband and I made this choice together, but you know, it was a, it was a choice I made for me instead of making a choice for others. And I had spent much of my early career making choices I thought would make other people happy. I think that's a lot harder than it sounds. And I'm, I was hoping that was going to be your answer, but I'm so <laughs> glad it was because some people might not have ever done that. Right. I mean, they, they might not have had the space and place to do that. And I know that it is a privilege to make the choice that I did. So I want to, I want to acknowledge that too. Mm -hmm. And beyond the privilege of it, to trust in yourself, to believe in yourself is not something that many people have been taught to do. And we get so caught up in doing what everybody else tells us to do that we lose sight of what's important to us. And I've experienced that myself. And it's taken a long journey to get to where I am. And that's part of the motivation for me writing this book was to help other people find that for themselves sooner so that they can experience their own joy and their own choices and feel confident in their decisions. So I don't know if you remember when we last recorded, it was the height of the pandemic. Everyone was in lockdown. You were actually in the bathroom. I was going to say that. I was like, oh my gosh, is she going to say this part? Yeah, I was in the bathroom. <laughs> and it was a, it was a really wild time. I was just in the very beginning of launching the development debrief and so much has happened since then. And I'm just so curious to hear, what would you tell that Shauna? Mm, I really love this question. So Catherine, you cannot plan your life. 
You cannot know what is ahead for you. And you have to let go of doing what you are supposed to do for others and for yourself in order to determine what could be possible for you. I didn't, I couldn't have imagined doing this when I talked to you, the, the life that I have right now, when I talked to you that first time. And the other thing I would tell that Shauna from our first conversation is that you are about to meet one of the most important people in, that you will meet on this call. Catherine, you have been a wonderful partner and you know, you're generous to call me a mentor and I've learned so much from you. And we met because someone introduced us. And I think what I would tell that Shauna and I, and I tell to everybody is when you meet people, be open to learning and connecting with them, not just for the sake of a conversation, but to truly learning and connecting with them. And that they, those relationships have the power to change your life and that nurturing them and investing in them is also a bold move. Oh my gosh. I'm <laughs> all the feels. I'm, I'm <laughs> me too. It's so true. We don't know. We could meet someone and never see them again, or they could end up being a really important person in your life and you just won't ever know. And I think that's in some ways, that's part of the fun of life. Totally. So how can we find your book? I pre-ordered mine, obviously, but for people who don't have it, how can they get their hands on it? Yes. So it is available everywhere that you like to buy books, Amazon, Barnes and Noble, bookshop.org, your local independent bookstore. You know, the angel gets their wings when you buy one bold move a day there. And you can find out more information on my website at oneboldmoveaday.com. Thank you for all of the work that you've put into this to help us. When I say us, I mean, everyone listening. I mean, everyone who's committed to their their growth and their career, everyone who wants to be the best version of themselves, which I think is probably most of us. Thank you so much. Thank you. I've asked you this before. I'm going to ask you again. What do you know for sure? Oh gosh. Well, I, I know a lot of things more for sure this time than I did before, <laughs> but <laughs> I know for sure that the people you bring with you on your bold move journey are as important as any bold moves that you make. So connect with people, care about people, show up for people, even when you're tired, even when you're not sure that they're going to reciprocate, do it because it is so much more joyful in this journey when you do it with people who care about you and you care about them. Thank you, Shauna. And congratulations on the launch of One Bold Move a Day. Thank you, Catherine. It was really fun to connect. One Bold Move a Day is a concept that I am fully bought into and it really inspires me. I know because I've tried it and I've seen it work and I'm going to continue to try it. I try to do it at my job, I do it with the podcast, I do it with friends and family, and I'm excited to hear about you trying it as well. One Bold Move a Day is available online and in stores. You can order it on Amazon. And as we look to the holiday season, this is the ideal gift for a colleague or a friend who you want to encourage, empower, and inspire. I want to continue this conversation on social media, specifically on the Instagram page at Dev Debrief, where I would love to hear from all of you what some of your favorite messages were from Shauna. For me, there were two specific lines. One was, you can leave something you love in order to grow. And the other one was, the thing about dreams is they don't go away, they just show up differently. Think about what it was that stood out to you. I would love to hear it and continue talking. Have a wonderful day and share the bold news.
Hey listeners, it's Keith from Evertrue. Evertrue is the end-to-end solution for insight, outreach, and analytics for higher ed advancement and stewardship teams around the world. Recently, we launched Evertrue Studios, Advancement's very first media hub, where subscribers have access to over 100 hours of free, on-demand original series and podcasts, all created with fundraisers in mind. We're thrilled to feature the development debrief on Evertrue Studios Podcast Network. Check us out at evertrue.com backslash studios.